Well, it is a joy to be with you here tonight, especially as we celebrate priesthood, as we pray for vocations in priesthood and support our seminarians. Of course, in the Diocese of Kansas City, St. Joseph, we have Conception Abbey, which is a very beautiful place that I spent two years studying at and graduated in 2011. Conception Abbey is a beautiful place with a long-standing devotion to Mary, especially under her title of the Immaculate Conception. If I'm not mistaken, the Abbey was dedicated to that title before it was declared a dogma of the Church. I'm open to correction on that if I'm mistaken. The Basilica in which the seminarians at Conception Seminary College worship on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Sundays, and Saturdays contains a beautiful image of Our Lady of the Immaculate Conception and the many promoters of devotion to Mary. The seminarians are exposed to a beautiful Marian devotion, especially through the chanting of the Salve Regina, whether it's at their dinners, or through Compline or other liturgical prayer. As we gather tonight to support seminarians, it's a realization that the church asks that those preparing for formation be trained with a Marian devotion, that a Marian piety should be fostered. Even the Code of Canon Law says and recommends devotion to the Virgin Mary should be nourished by acts of piety which which the students acquire the spirit of prayer to strengthen their vocations. That devotion to Mary might take many forms. It happens through the recitation of the rosary in response to the message of Our Lady of Fatima. It occurs through meditation on the Word of God, especially in those Marian passages that we hear about in the scriptures. It happens when they encounter a book uh, about the Blessed Virgin, whether it's Fulton Sheen's The World's First Love or St. Louis de Montfort's True Devotion to the Blessed Virgin. The seminarian's devotion to Mary happens through Marian consecration to Jesus through Mary, whether that's through St. Louis de Montfort or Father Michael Gately or any other consecration books available. That devotion to Mary occurs through religious pilgrimage to her shrines. When I was in major seminary at Mundelein Seminary in Illinois, we had the opportunity to visit the Holy Land for 10 weeks. And there we visited the sites of the mysteries of our redemption. And so many of those places so dear to the heart of the Blessed Virgin. Seminarians might go on pilgrimage to some of the principal places of Marian apparition, like Guadalupe, Lourdes, or Fatima. They might visit devotional shrines here in the state of Missouri, at Our Lady of Sorrows in Starkenburg, or Our Lady of Snows in Belleville, Illinois, or the Miraculous Metal Shrine in Perryville, Missouri. But here in the United States, there's another principal place of Marian pilgrimage very much similar to the story of Fatima, or, or Guadalupe, or Lourdes, or any other apparition. It's a place that in 1859, the Blessed Virgin Mary appeared to a Belgian immigrant. In a little village close to where I'm stationed as pastor, 
called Champion, Wisconsin. And there at the National Shrine of Our Lady of Good Health, pilgrims today come to remember that apparition of the Blessed Virgin and the message that she spoke to that woman. Tonight I'd like to share just briefly the story of the apparition with all of you, and then maybe just a few takeaways as it pertains to priestly formation. Adele Brees came to the United States. She immigrated here in 1855 at the age of 24. She boarded that boat with her family, and even though she left her native Belgium before she left that country, she went to a priest in her village, and she asked that priest for guidance. Because she wanted to become a religious sister in a little village of Champion, Belgium. And so, as it would happen, the priest told her, you should go with your family. And if you should become a religious sister, it'll happen in the United States. She boards the boat, she arrives with her parents, with her siblings, with a cousin. And as they make their life in Wisconsin, as they make their way there, Adele is living with her family. She's working on the family farm. She's collecting the grain. She's taking it to the grist mill. She was doing this for about four years. And then on October, or in the month of October of 1859, the very first apparition of Our Lady occurred to Adele. She was, walk she was walking along a wooded trail. And as she was walking along that trail, she happened between two trees a maple tree and a hemlock tree, and between those tree, two trees, she saw a woman. And that woman didn't say anything to her, she simply remained there for a few moments, and then quickly vanished. Adele went on with her chore of taking the grain to the grist mill to make wheat, and as she went home that night, she shared that story with her family. They didn't disbelieve her. Of course, we know the stories of Fatima and Lourdes and all these other apparitions, and people readily meet these stories with disbelief. But her family believed that maybe it was supernatural, that maybe it was a poor soul in purgatory that was in need of her prayers. And so she began to pray for the poor souls. But then on Sunday, October 9th of 1859, Adele was again walking to the local church. She was going along that same wooded path that would have taken her to the grist mill. And as she came upon those same two trees, that same woman was waiting for her. A beautiful woman who was dressed all in white. But this time, Adele was not alone. There was some, she had her, her sister, and a neighbor woman with her. And as Adele approached that spot and saw that woman, she said to the young women with her, there's that lady again. The apparition quickly vanished and she went on her way to Mass. And as she arrived at the church and as she celebrated the Mass and received Holy Communion, she went to the priest afterwards and she said, what am I to do? I saw this mysterious woman twice. And the priest advised her, well, if you see her again, ask her, in God's name, who are you and what do you want of me? And so this 28-year-old Belgian woman, Adele, was walking home with her sister and neighbor, 
and coming upon those same two trees along that trail, there the woman was again. And this time she said, in God's name, who are you and what do you want of me? And Mary said, I am the queen of heaven who prays for the conversion of sinners, and I wish you to do the same. You received Holy Communion this morning, and that is well, but you must do more. Make a general confession and offer your communion for the conversion of sinners. For if they do not convert into penance, my son will be obliged to punish them. The two women who were with Adele then spoke up and said, Adele, who is it? Why can't we see her as you do? And Adele said to them, Neil, the woman says she's the queen of heaven. And those two women fell to their knees. And as they did so, the Blessed Virgin, quoting the words of her son, said, Blessed are they who believe without seeing. And then Mary posed a question to the visionary Adele. She said, What are you doing here in idleness while your companions are working in the vineyard of my son? And Adele said, Well, what is it that I'm so supposed to do? I know so little myself. And Mary gave her the instruction. She said, Gather the children in this wild country. Teach them what they need to know for salvation how to make the sign of the cross and how to approach the sacraments, what they need to know for salvation. This is what I wish you to do. Go and fear nothing, and I will help you. That was it. That's what Mary said to Adele. Pray for the conversion of sinners. Go to the sacraments, gather the children, and teach them. And that's what Adele did. That's what she did in those early days of the apparition afterwards. She walked within a 50-mile radius to bring the good news to so many people. Exchange of doing household work for the families if they would allow her to enter into their homes. It was in 1871 that a fire broke out in Peshtigo, Wisconsin, and that fire began to threaten the area where the shrine was. It was carried across a body of water. And so people flocked to the shrine in fear of their lives. They prayed ardently for the intercession of Mary. And as they prayed that night on October 8th, the very eve of the 12th anniversary of the apparition, on the morning of October 9th, that same day that Mary appeared to Adele, the rains came and quenched the fire, sparing the property where, the, where Adele lived where she formed a religious community, where the school was, and where the chapel of apparition was. A miracle took place on that day. This is the story of Mary's apparition in the United States, and maybe tonight as we gather to support our seminarians, as we think about priestly formation, we might ask, what does this apparition mean for the sake of priestly formation, for the very purpose of why we, we are gathered here tonight. I would say the very first thing is, is that priestly formation facilitates conversion. And if Mary says, I am the queen of heaven who prays for the conversion of sinners, well, she is already praying for the future priests of the church. And so as we pray tonight in support of priestly vocations, we know that we join Mary in that prayer for the church and for priestly formation. That that conversion of sinners happens when a seminarian goes to their 
formation advisor and they take character human formation as they're formed in the spiritual life, as they do apostolic work. All of these aspects of priestly formation bring about a change of heart and person in the life of the seminarian. It is through the liturgy of the hours that those who train to be priests, those who are priests, those of the clergy and consecrated religious and the lay faithful, who through the prayer of the liturgy of the hours pray for the people of God as they promise on the day of their ordination. And just last night on Thursday of the third week of the Psalter, we prayed this. Grant the grace of conversion to all sinners and the grace of true repentance to all men. And so that prayer of Mary for the conversion of sinners, that invitation to Adele to do that very same thing is one that is undertaken every time that the Liturgy of the Hours is celebrated by our seminarians and by our priests and deacons and consecrated religious. In the message of Our Lady, she also talked about receiving Holy Communion, to offer it for the conversion of sinners. Our seminarians daily receive the Holy Eucharist, and so that no longer has to be an empty spiritual practice. But Our Lady, in that apparition, and that message she gave to Adele and Champion, reminds us of what we pray at Mass. May my sacrifice and yours be acceptable to God the Almighty Father. And so as we offer that sacrifice of the Mass joined to the priest, we are able to offer it for an intention of our hearts, to pray for someone that we love, for someone we know who is in need of conversion. Mary also spoke about confession, telling Adele to make a general confession. And so we know that our seminarians who are the future priests will be confessors, but they'll also frequently confess themselves, admitting their need for God's mercy and forgiveness. Mary said to the children, to Adele, we, she said to Adele about the two women with her, blessed are they who believe without seeing. Those same words of Mary are said to all of us who every Sunday go to Mass and while we see the Eucharist and we participate in all of it, that really there's still something that is unseen, that still we grant our faith to. And so we believe without seeing, and as the seminarian studies theology, they come to know these mysteries of God, these things that are unseen, but yet we know with our minds and with our hearts as God reveals them to us. Mary said, gather the children and teach them what they need to know for salvation, how to make the sign of the cross, how to approach the sacraments. And aren't we all children of God? And as the priest stands before the congregation on Sunday, that there he instructs the children of God, breaking open the word and sharing uh, a message of the gospel. Our seminarians act as catechists in their apostolic formation or in the work that they do. During the summers, they serve in totus tuus. And in this very way, as they teach, they fulfill that message that Mary gave to Adele in 1859. To Adele, at the very end of the apparition, Mary said, go and fear nothing, for I will help you. That's the promise of Mary's prayers. 
And as our seminarians go through the work of formation, we realize that they don't do it alone, that they rely on the help of heavenly grace, that they need the intercession of the communion of saints, of which Mary is the queen of saints, and that Jesus has chosen to allow Mary to stand as the mediatrix of all grace. So as the seminarians pray, asking for the graces that they need to persevere, it is the Blessed Virgin who obtains those graces and dispenses them from the throne of her Son. Maybe the last takeaway from this message of Our Lady, from the story of that apparition and champion Wisconsin, is that we can believe in miracles. That on October 8th of 1871, the local people believed that if they went to the chapel there, to that place of apparition, that maybe their lives would be spared. And as priests and as we continue the work that we do, to believe in the miracles of our ministry. I know in my own parish where I serve, only 15 minutes from the shrine, not by happen chance that I'm assigned so close. But my local people, my parishioners, whenever there is a great need of theirs, they go to the shrine, they light a candle, they say their rosary, they offer their prayers to the Blessed Virgin. And it's something that I myself have done also for the sake of my own parishioners. Just a few weeks ago, one of my parishioners who has become a very good friend of mine shared with me that they were suffering from cancer, a very young person. And so I went to the chapel that very day to the shrine of Our Lady of Good Help. And there I lit a candle for that individual. I prayed a rosary invoking their name after Mary's intercession. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for so-and-so now and at the hour of our death. And to offer that prayer in that holy place a place which has been so important in my diocese and in my own life, in the life of so many. And today, here in Kansas City, Missouri, gathered with people from Kansas City, Kansas, and all over, the story of Our Lady's apparition in Champion, Wisconsin, is one that is for all of us, not just for our seminarians, but yes, it inspires us in the work that we do, but it's for all of us to live that message that Mary asked us to do, to pray, to offer our communion, to frequent the sacraments, and to gather our people and to teach them what they need to know for salvation. May God bless all of you as you continue that work here in, this fine in these fine dioceses and archdioceses. And God bless the work of Conception Seminary.